Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. I'm Angela Dawn. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach specializing in Tantra. And I'm Katie Wilkinson, also a sex, love, and relationship coach. And I help men get a greater intimate connection in the relationships that matter most to them. So on the heels of our last episode about big dick energy, today's question is, does size really matter? Uh, question for the ages. Everybody has an opinion on this one, Katie. You know, I knew we were going to get this question. And it's one that like, the more I've seen this online, the more like men already have an answer in their mind of what they're looking for. And they're really just like looking to read about women's opinions to validate whatever they already believe, whether or yeah. not they like, they're either assuming that they're way too small or they're looking for some kind of validation, but like, it's, it's not enough. So seriously, everyone asks this question and I think I, there's an infinite variety of opinions on this. There are. And I feel like there's this fear that a lot of um, people with penises have that like, well, everyone's a size queen because you hear about those outliers. But honestly, like there are plenty of people that think that it really doesn't matter at all or that can work with a wide range of sizes because we all have opinions. Like anyone who receives a dick has an opinion on dicks. Indeed. Let's start with our size preferences. Let's get a little bit personal here. Angela, what size or range do you generally prefer, would you say? Okay. So I'll tell you, I I have a weird size preference. Can there really be a weird size preference? (laughs) (laughs) It's more about shape. That's why I say it's weird. So my favorite is what I call the baseball bat shape. Oh, So tell us more about that. Yeah, I don't know that anybody else uses this term, but what I'm talking about is when the base of the penis is average and the head is well above average and the size tapers as it would in a baseball bat. That makes me think of like... um... For anyone who's familiar with like hairstyling tools, you have like the curling wand that is like it's cone shaped where it's a lot larger at the base than are at the tip. And then you have the reverse version of that. Like that's what I'm envisioning sort of that like upside down version. Yeah. It's like, you know, baseball bat is, you know, small at the bottom. So, you know, and then you can like choke up on it. Uh, (laughs) I actually think think one of my vibrators is shaped like that at the end. Like it's making me think of that because it does get skinnier in the middle. So, so when the, okay, so this is the the reason, right? So when you have that tapering size, right? And the base is average and not above average. For me, this gives me none of the big dick discomfort issues because the average size at the base doesn't irritate or overly stretch me, but the bigger size at the top gives plenty of that full feeling. Mm. And so what about length? Like this is pertaining to girth, but what are your thoughts on length? So in terms of length, I like average or a little above average. I feel like if it's too long, there's sort of like wasted dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's another term, wasted dick. I've got two inches of wasted dick here. Um, Or else your, you know, your organs might kind of feel like they're getting pummeled. Um, But seriously, I can work with almost anything. The baseball bat dick is just sort of like my glass slipper. (laughs) (laughs) I love the glass slipper, like Cinderella, Dickerella. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I'm just going to say, you know, I, hopefully I'm not getting too personal. (laughs) I like to think, I I like baseball bat dick guy listens to my podcast. (laughs) 
he can pat himself, you know, on the head for that, pat himself on the balls for that. Like clearly he left an impression in a guess. Yes. He left an impression. Yeah. And I mean, I, I tend to like to approach these sorts of episodes, liking to infuse (laughs) as much like of my personal life in them as like, I reasonably can. Like I want to, I want to maintain like some of that professionalism, but also like I'll tell basically anyone who asks anything that they want to know about my sex life, as long as they're not doing it in like a creepy way. But I, I also think I'm more of an exhibitionist than you are. <laughs> this is what maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. So backing up one moment before we dive into my preference, I love the term wasted dick. I think I've verbatim <laughs> said that to people before where they're like, well, don't you learn a long dick? I'm like, what are you going to do with the extra inches that are sticking out of your body? Like you're not getting sensation from that. I'm not getting sensation from that. Like it's wasted dick. Yes. Wasted dick. Anyway. Like the vagina, isn't this like endless chamber, eternal hallway? You know, it, it really doesn't take that much dick to fill one or to <laughs> occupy enough of the good space in one. All right. So what about your preferences, Katie? All right. So diving into my preference and I can feel myself blushing already. I, I am a <laughs> I am a small dick gal. I absolutely love them. I know this is a really like sort of an uncommon opinion because yeah. like women tend to say like average is probably what they aim for, but for me like they just light me up. I've always loved them. Like even before I was having sex, it was like okay, this just I don't know. Like you just feel so drawn to them. I love the look. I love the feel. They are my absolute favorites. Like. Average looks fine too, but to me, small is just like, it's so much more handsome. I feel like it, it, like it makes the guy's muscles look bigger. It makes like the rest of his body feel just, I don't know. It just like, it works. It feels so safe for me. And it's also part of the key here. It's also very Mm -hmm. practical for me. And -hmm. when I say practical, that's because I have a spot on the um, opening to my vagina at the base that it hurts like hell when it's stretched. Like it's very, 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 very sensitive, not in a particularly good way. So like my body has learned that an average dick is more likely to be painful for me or to be a lot harder to accommodate and to reach a level where like we would be able to have comfortable intercourse. But a smaller dick is a lot comfier and easier Mm. for my body to accommodate like more quickly. So, and because like, I'm not feeling intimidated by that on like a nervous system level, my body is like, yes, that one, that looks safe (laughs) and I want it. Like I'm to the point where even just looking at like a smaller dick, as long as I'm already attracted to the guy, like that will freaking light my pussy up so quickly. And caveat here, um, I have to already be attracted to the guy for that to work. So like, please people listening, do not dick bomb my (laughs) inbox. That will not end well for either of us. All the small dicks in your inbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let's not do that. No, 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 no. Do not do that. By invitation only. <laughs> so like my pussy is very vocal. My pussy is very, very vocal. And as you and I always say, like safety unlocks a pussy like magic. And for me, that mm-hmm. small dick, it's just like, there's the safety. There's I'm lit up. Let's go. So for me, shorter is great. Thinner is great. Basically anything bigger than one of my fingers is going to be great. And it's actually been really hard for me to even like find smaller dick dudes. Like even the guys who think they're small, like they're usually average-ish or kind of. Right. Yeah. Most guys that think they're small are actually average. And then I'm disappointed (laughs) because he's actually bigger than we had both planned for. (laughs) 
but like side note on this, because I'm so open on dating sites, this has been one of my favorite ways to reject men because it seems to go over the smoothest of like any other sort of rejection technique. And like, it's totally honest, but if a guy and I are talking and we happen to talk about dick size, maybe because I bring it up early on, or maybe because it just kind of the conversation goes Mm. in that direction. I've almost never gotten a push back when I'm just like, sorry, we're incompatible because your dick is too massive for me. (laughs) Yes. Like I've had several men be like, wow, I never thought there would be a time in my life that I would want a smaller dick, but I'm experiencing that for the first time in this conversation with you. And I'm like, you're welcome. Go forth and slay. (laughs) Not with me. (laughs) Yes. That is a great one. So now that we've described our own sort of holy grail penises, um, let's talk about the reality, shall we? (laughs) Yes, because size doesn't make as much of a difference as people think, and especially as men think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. Let it, let's dispel the dick is too big myth first. (laughs) Dick myths with Angela and Katie. Yeah. So, um, you know, because a woman who's ready can accommodate a larger dick. If they're not me, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's always going to be the outliers, right? But in general. Yeah. So like we're told, we're told that a tight pussy is best. Like we're supposed to think that, but that's actually incredibly <laughs> dangerous. Danger, 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 red flag. Because clenched vaginal muscles, that's a sign that she's actually not ready to receive penetration and that you're going to cause injury or you risk causing mm-hmm. injury. What you actually want is a very high level of arousal where she feels like quote unquote loose. Like I once had a partner tell me, he was like, getting my dick in you. It's like sticking my dick through a Cheerio. And yet you feel very loose inside. And I remember just laughing hysterically because I was like, I know I'm supposed to be insulted because like women don't want to be called loose. (laughs) But like the fact that I was so challenging to get into in the first place, and now I'm like cavernous. Why is that happening? And like now as somebody who's a lot more educated in sex coaching and sex education and that type of that subject, um, I'm like, oh, that's because I was aroused. That was a good sign, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because as a person with a vagina, like as their arousal builds, the vagina, it lengthens and it expands like a penis, you know, body is shifting the furniture around to make room for enjoying to host company. Like you're not going to throw a party (laughs) if you've just moved into a new house and your living room is full of all of these boxes and you haven't like settled in yet. No, you want to make space for your guest of honor. You have to prepare yourself. And like vaginas are just, they're so cool. I mean, for so many reasons, but in particular, one of my favorite reasons is that they also like during the arousal buildup process, the erogenous zones fill with blood, just like a penis, they swell. So it's like the body is creating this perfect vacuum seal that can then accommodate a wide range of sizes of like many things that are inserted inside, like penis, dildo, finger, like whatever. It's a one size fits most scenario at that yes. point. I like that one size fits most. And like when the blood swelling is full on, it's it feels amazing to have something to squeeze against when you're in that position. Like, think about it when your dick is hard and you squeeze it, it's a very different sensation than if your dick is soft and you squeeze it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And for, 
I guess in terms of vaginas, like anything that's bigger than like a finger or a tampon is usually going to be like enough to feel when you're looking to squeeze against something. You really just want something with resistance. It doesn't have to be like this massively full stuffed, Mm. stretched. Like it doesn't have to be this dramatic experience. Not at all. Like, you know, sometimes even two fingers will work. Mm-hmm. It's like in the, in the circumstances where people want to experience that kind of like extreme fullness, like one, you might try fisting yeah. Two, it's usually more about like the power fantasy and less about the actual dimensions of the penis. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, for most people with penises, you're not going to be at the furthest ends of the size spectrum, right? You're going to be somewhere in the middle. That's plenty And now we should talk a little bit about the fact that what you do with it is more important than how much dick you're working with. (laughs) Right? The old motion of the ocean, not the size of the boat. Unless your partner wants a specific fantasy or, you know, has a certain ideal or fetish about size. And there are people that fetishize small penises, large penises, certain shapes, whatever, or really want that feeling of fullness, like you would get from fisting, that sort of thing. Right. So outside of that fantasy piece, let's talk more about like what you're going to do with it. Yeah. So let's, let's touch on size queens here for another Mm. moment. Like that is just one subset of a very particular fantasy. That's not most people who are going to be receiving Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like most women, we tend to be perfectly happy with something that's near average for vaginal penetration, you know? And a lot of women, like they say that they like average, but they don't actually know what average is or like what it looks like. They'll Mm -hmm. just kind of assume that whoever they're with, like, as long as his dick doesn't look like it's an outlier. They're going to assume that he's average. They might even assume that he's bigger than average, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Cause really like, I think the last time I checked average was like between 5.1 to 5.5 inches um, as the worldwide average there. And like, when you ask a woman, like how big is that? I don't, she's not going to know, not offhand unless she does this <laughs> like every day or is, you know, obsessed with numbers like me, like that's not going to happen. And also like her hands are excuse me, they're like, they're probably going to be smaller than yours. So like your dick is also going to look a lot bigger in her hands than yours anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, for, for anal penetration, most women and, you know, we'd have to get some, some gay or bisexual men on here to get their opinion, but most women often prefer average or smaller. Like I had one partner who used to say anal sex is the small dick man's consolation prize, which I just thought was like kind of funny, right? So there are advantages to having a smaller penis. Oh, you know? I felt like my heart bang at hearing consolation prize. It's like anal sex is a prize in and of itself. Like, I'm not also, saying I know. believe that. I'm just saying it was a funny that, <laughs> right? that I've like, heard before. Like, just, I feel like there's a mutual prize there. Like you're receiving an awesome dick. The person giving it is getting to receive the inside of your body. Like it's, it's, it's win. Yeah. Like, I feel I mean, like, look, you can look at it and say, yippee, I want to have anal with that one. <laughs> yeah. And like for a lot of men, that's a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you know, what else is fun back to like vagina facts that I love. Um, most people don't know that the most sensitive area of the vagina is really within the first like zero to two inches inside of it. Like when I say vagina, I mean like the actual vaginal canal mm-hmm. on me, that's like maybe two knuckles or so in like, 
you can reach that with a finger. You don't necessarily need a penis or especially a long penis to get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And beyond that level of sensitivity, like after the first few inches, the vagina becomes more pressure sensitive and it won't pick up on very specific sensations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to add to that piece about the sensation, right? When it, when a vagina owner is working with her own ability to feel sensation, it really changes the game. So a woman who's working with a coach and doing de-armoring or jade egg practices, maybe exploring Tantra, um, she can expand her capacity to feel sensation in more areas of her vagina. And this actually allows for different sized dicks to be able to pleasure her in a variety of ways and locations. It just kind of opens up more possibility for pleasure. So anybody who feels, any woman who feels really dissatisfied with how her male bodied partner's dick feels inside, I'd encourage you to do some of that sort of exploration um, and, and see what areas of sensation and sensitivity maybe just haven't been tapped into yet. Right. I like the phrasing, like opens up more possibility. Cause I was like, oh, it opens the possibility by opening the pussy more. <laughs> possibility. Well, pussy is full of possibility, right? <laughs> so, but I do want to put in the caveat, right? This is not all on the woman's sensitivity at all, because a huge piece um, of her being able to feel good with a smaller or a larger dick is just that she's ready. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when a woman is ready for intercourse, as Katie said, her tissues have swollen, the vagina has expanded. And in this, in many ways, makes the size argument a totally ridiculous one. It makes it right. Really- like the, the cervix, the cervix and the uterus actually raise up about two or three inches while aroused. So as the uterus pulls up, the tissues, the vaginal walls inflate with blood, causes those walls to lengthen. The space loosens up in a way, as Katie mentioned, and the vagina can expand up to 200% when sexually stimulated. That is a lot. And it can accommodate most large penises, but also the tissues themselves swell and expand. So this is a boon for smaller penises too. So the space actually changes into this larger, but like padded squishy container to accommodate all dicks. It's <laughs> yeah. like the ultimate puffer coat. I mean, just yes! like think about the yes! difference. Like for most, coat. <laughs> for most people with penises, like you're, chances mm-hmm. are the difference between like flaccid and fully hard, it's going to be a pretty notable size yeah. difference. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's what those of us with vaginas are we're experiencing a similar experience here where like, there's going to be a lot of shifting, a lot of movement, a lot of change happening. The difference is you're just not seeing that from the outside. Exactly. It's all behind the curtain. <laughs> Our fabulous pussy curtains. <laughs> so like, If you think your partner's entire sexual experience is going to be like made or broken solely based on your penis size, you've pretty much already lost the game. Like, especially when it comes to vaginal intercourse, it's a total misunderstanding. And I get it because a lot of us were sold that lie, but here's the real secret for most women. When they say that a guy sucks in bed or that like the sexual experience with him was shitty, it isn't because of his dick. It's actually because the connection with him felt off. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was in his head doing his own thing, or he felt like emotionally unavailable. It didn't feel like he was attuned to her and her body's responses and what she was experiencing there with him. Yes. yes. Like it was something about the way that he was showing up in sex with her, that it felt disconnected. That's what's missing. 
Because when you feel like you have that connection with your partner, like you feel like you're totally in tune, you're going with the flow. He Mm. becomes a mind reader. Like to you, you're just like, I don't know how he's reading my mind, but he's reading my mind. Holy fucking shit. And really it's because he's reading your body. Yes. Yes. And when you don't have that, like when your partner is just kind of off doing their own thing, but like through your body, it just feels kind of gross. Like something feels off about it and you're more likely to regret it or feel weird about it afterwards. You're like, okay, um, if we weren't going to have this connection here, like why weren't you just fucking your flashlight or like the couch or Uh or something? Why me? Like, it's just, and I've been talking to clients so much about this lately, just like helping men start to realize that it's that connection piece. Mm -hmm. Everything else follows the connection. Cause if you're fully connected, you're naturally following her cues. So it doesn't really matter that you're coming in with like the perfect playbook set up. Like, no, it's a totally customized, like bespoke in the moment plan. Yes, in the moment. Absolutely. So if this is something that you'd like to learn, like deepening this connection, especially in a sexual realm, as well as in like a love and relationship realm, reach out to me. I'm here for you. So like when I say connection here, another a caveat this doesn't necessarily need to be like a forever love kind of connection to have great sex. This can still be with one-time things. And honestly, it really should be because like there needs to be some level of emotional connection in the moment for it to feel as good as possible for the person with the pussy to receive it. Like you don't have to promise that you're going to marry the person. Please don't do that. If you have no intention (laughs) of it, like don't fake that, but there's still this element of like basic human decency where you're just like, Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you right now. Like, let's have a really great time. I want to please you. I want to feel you on me. Like this is, there's a vibe to it. Like that can honestly be accomplished with something as simple as just like prolonged eye contact and a smile like that before, during, and after sex is huge. Like those of you who aren't big talkers, take that one. That's a, that's a freebie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this in episode seven, when we talked about having a better one night stand, right? That connection can be intense and strong and beautiful and just that one night. And that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's powerful. there, super powerful. Like it makes me think of the phrase, um, I forget where I heard this, but I feel like it's one of those adages that people just know, like women need connection to want sex and men want sex before they feel like they want connection. Like I realize that's a, a huge generalization there, but like, you're not going wrong if you're aiming for a connection with women right. like that. There's yeah. a lot of pussy safety there. Yeah. And I mean, that just goes right in with the tantric idea that sort of, you know, you kind of reach men's heart through their sacral chakra and you reach women's sacral chakra through their heart. Right. So it's the same, same concept. It's beautiful. Like it certainly helps if a guy shows up and he's like already, you know, kind of advanced with some of his techniques or he's experienced, but honestly, that's not necessary between the two of them. Like if someone comes to me and says, what do I need for better sex? Do I need better technique or better connection? hundred percent better connection. Cause mm-hmm. then you're going to be following the signals of her body. And like, she's going to have a great time by default. It makes everything so much easier when you take care of that foundation piece. Absolutely. So with that said, let's wrap up this bad boy for today. <laughs> Angela, can you share some of our key takeaways from this episode with our listeners? Okay. Key takeaways. So people have preferences about dick size. These are personal <laughs> and largely based on cultural assumptions and or personal fetishes. 
But in general, a well-prepared vagina can accommodate and feel pleasure from all kinds of dick shapes and sizes. So the most important pieces here are, A, have a connection to your partner. And B, if you're having penis and vagina sex, the man needs to make sure she is ready to receive a penis or whoever has the penis needs to make sure she's ready to receive a penis. I want to be inclusive here. We could be talking about pegging. And C, no matter whether you like dicks or not, if you have a vagina, learning to increase your ability to feel sensations in a variety of areas can be key to unlocking pleasure. And that's what we all want, more pleasure in our lives and our bodies, right? Yes, indeed. And that's all for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Thank you so much for listening. And you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you'd like more great information on sex, love, and relationships, be for be sure to follow both of us on social media. Katie, what are yours? Alrighty, so you can find me at katiecoaches.com as well as at katiecoaches on Instagram. And I am Angela Dawn. And on Instagram, I am at Authentic Heart Coaching, or I'm at AuthenticHeartCoach.com. And if you liked what you heard here today and you want to explore more, Katie and I are teaching our Pussy Whispering Master class for men in August. This is our second round of teaching it. And it is really a great course in terms of the getting a woman ready part of what we were talking about today. And, you know, we really teach you how to build the physical piece of connection. Uh, We teach about what pussy really wants from a man uh, before and during sex and after sex, right? So Katie, do you wanna say anything else about pussy whispering? Oh, it's just, it was such a fun experience to lead it last time. Like, I feel like we were both just so energized and we had so much to say that we're like, of course we absolutely need to be doing this again. So we want as many of you as possible here. This is information that honestly, a lot of your female partners probably don't know either. Mm -hmm. This is information that a lot of people with like vaginas and with pussies, they don't know this. They don't have this. And like, we want to spread this and we want you to be able to help spread this too. Like, yes, you're going to be like, as a woman, if you're thinking about like a partner who shows up and was just like, they already know how like your basic anatomy works. That's such a game changer. Like I give pussy tours all the time to my new partners. If somebody had shown up already knowing that information, like he really would stand out from the crowd. I'm just saying. Yeah. And the way I look at it is us teaching this class for male bodied folks. It's a gift to cis and bi women everywhere. Right. Basically, we're helping to ensure that more women have pleasurable sexual experiences. So if you are a woman and you are listening to our podcast, you could, as a gift to yourself, sign your uh, partner up for this class, right? You know, I mean, it's a a gift for the women in a lot of ways. And what's really uh, what you said, Katie, we taught this class and I thought, you know, all the, all the men that took the class had wonderful things to say. It was very comprehensive. And I was sitting down talking with some 20 something girls about the class and they didn't have the information themselves. And that's really why I started my 20 something Q and a, 
because I thought, oh my gosh, not only do men not know what to do with pussy, but actually maybe some of these 20 year olds don't even know what to do with their own pussy. So, <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta spread the word. We gotta spread the, the ability to please and receive pleasure around. And so I'm very excited to be teaching the, the Pussy Whispering Men's Masterclass in August. It's going to be three sessions, two classes, and one Q&A all on Zoom. And I think you get early bird pricing if you sign up by August 1st. So get on that because I think we are very nearly at that date by the time this episode drops. Yes. Help us spread the pussy gospel from our pussies to your pussy to your partner's pussy. Pussy kind deserves better. And you are the perfect person to help make that change. So with that said, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie, and we'll see you next time.